Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Doug is not in today. He is out of town. So I am joined by Bob Grumham, who has been on the program a few times before. What, what, what number is this for you? Four? Uh, this is four or five, man. Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to be here with you, Taylor. Yeah. So if uh, you are regular uh, listeners to the program, yesterday we had Wayne uh, Grudem on the uh, not on the podcast on the program. Um, and if you haven't listened to that, make sure you listen to that. You can listen um, on anywhere you listen to podcasts by searching SWAT Radio. You can also go to our website and uh, look. It is just yesterday's Thursday, the 8th, 10-8-2020. Yeah, so you can uh, look for that podcast there. It was a great podcast talking about um, voting and how to vote as a Christian. Um, so I know that you listened yesterday. What, what hit you the most uh, about the about their conversation. Well, I'll tell you what, Taylor, that, that dude, he, he's got, he's got some stuff, man. He is so, Doug was just going through his education alone, right? That was just amazing. And, and the books he wrote, I mean, just that was so impressive and, and just his humility and his heart for just doing the right thing. And yeah, he had some great, I recommend everybody's got to check out that podcast and, and check out his website. Wayne Grudem, that's with an M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we learn now with yeah, a M, not yeah. as in uh, the football coach, but Amazon Murray. But you know what hit me was just uh, the power—the power of the vote and our responsibility. Uh, w- one of his quotes—I don't know if you picked up on this—but when it comes to voting, he said, "God has entrusted us with a tiny slice of authority to rule over the nations with our vote. We get that tiny little slice, and we've got to be responsible with it." And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I look at, you know, the vote, people like get frustrated, like yeah. what's going on, especially today. It seems like so, so magnified. And the second thing that hit me was a lot of times we, we look at the man or the person or whoever is running and we, we lose sight of policy and so forth. And they made a great point about the platform, right? Remember mm-hmm. that the platform. Yeah. And he said that when we elect the president, we're virtually getting about what did he say like four thousand appointees or something mm, yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, so it's not just that. And I, I have to admit, yeah, I think about you know voting for the local elections, all that stuff. It's all important, mm-hmm. but that presidential one, it's more than just a person. There are the the next stages of those appointees that they are going to be making throughout their cabinet, throughout their government. The I thought 4,000, that's a lot. So those two things really hit me. It's like, okay, even at my age, I got, yeah. I still more to learn, more to take seriously. And uh, 
That guy's good. Yeah, those two uh, are that what you were talking about that he uh, his quote there, but also when he was talking about the Florida election or the uh, the tw- two thousand election in in Florida, how you know if just ten people had decided not to vote or had to change um, what they were voting, how razor thin that was, and that how you know each yeah. vote really is impactful. I wrote down that numbers like Bush beat Gore by like five hundred and thirty yeah. something, uh-huh. and then he said there's five thousand precincts. Mm-hmm. So, like, if one in ten people out of each, well, out of ten precincts yeah, yeah, didn't right. vote, like, it's a different. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's like that's and that's, it, that hit me too. That, yeah. that hit me too. Wow. Yeah, that was something for me that I was like, oh, that's you know, that's pretty impactful because a lot of times I think, especially people you know my age, think, yeah, you know, eh, you know, your vote's not important. It doesn't matter. Or mm-hmm. you know, see people who are more cynical say, oh, it's already rigged. Uh, they're going to choose who's going to win or lose uh, regardless of your vote. Um, but, you know, you really see in a practical way, like, oh, wow, you know, that that's pretty cool um, that, you know, our votes are that important. And then with, with that in mind that we have that in the way that our system is set up, that we are, uh, you know, the governing body who is electing representatives. And so, yeah, in, in that way, God has allowed us to have a slice of authority and, and it would be reckless and, and wrong for us not to yeah exercise that I was, I was talking to my kids the other day they're they're about your age and we're, i was talking about what i see going on with 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 the younger upcoming generation and and sometimes on the surface it looks like our government's kind of out of control or whatever and there's things that are just so they're just so magnified but i said don't get sucked into this emotional stuff that's going on we have one of the best governments, constitutions ever, ever created. And these protections that are there are actually protecting us now. Mm. Um, and just be so careful. Do your homework. Don't uh, don't slight history. Don't slight yeah. how we got here. Um, don't just look at the now. Uh, because uh, I've heard some people say, you're just, America's just some... Uh, you know, social experiment that's failed. I think we are so young as a mm. country. And yeah, we're dealing with some stuff, but you know what? We have the best organizational constitution government structure to deal with the challenges. Let's face it, they're serious. Yeah. But we have a great platform and a great um, of venue, so to speak, to do it, to deal with it. Mm. We have freedom of religion. We can bring all these things to the table. Yeah. And really look at um, and what how we can overcome because I believe we, we can overcome this and we're going to come out stronger and we we know we got a lot of issues we're not getting into that but to reinforce the Constitution the vote coming up how important it is uh, and to the next generation these are things that uh, you should take so much value in and uh, position us actually for success uh, to overcome. Yeah, in the you, name of God, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. In, in the God, in the name of God. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, you're talking about the Constitution, but then you're also talking about a lot of people saying we're a failed experiment, um, that America mm-hmm. is a failed experiment. How do you think that you um, should, uh, you know, get people to not look at it that way? Maybe to marry the Constitution and the constitutional principles with where we're at today. Do you have any thoughts on that at all, especially like talking to your kids and stuff like that? I mean, I don't know if they are feel like we're a failed experiment or or what no not they don't i I think but i would say they're discovering this is cool about right now 
if you take it seriously and and don't throw out history, there is so much to glean and so much to mm. learn, and uh, and to look at the balance of power, mm-hmm. uh, the checks and balances are they're just genius. Yeah. and and I think Wayne used a term that um, uh, what did he use for some of the tyrants and and dictators? Mm. We do not have tyrants and dictators. Um, some of the things in the Old Testament refer to kings and judges. Well, we don't have that either. Mm. But we have a democracy. We have a republic that's in position to work through some of the issues our country is facing. But we're going through it without having a dictator and a tyrant ramming stuff down our throat. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have freedom of speech. We do have those things that if we use them appropriately, right, if we use them the way God intended, we can do glorious things with this. Mm-hmm. We can raise the raise the game of how we look at humanity, how we look at human life, how we look at the oppressed and the vulnerable. We, it's there, uh, but we have to make a choice, right? Yeah, we have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think it's interesting when you uh, look at you know the founding era and what the founders uh, said uh, about how difficult it is to um, you know keep a Republic. Uh, I think uh, it was Benjamin Franklin who mm-hmm. said, uh, when asked what type of government they came up with, he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And, you know, there's other more, uh, I think, of, you know, the, the tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of uh, uh, patriots and tyrants or something like that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like they, these were radical men who, who forged a really radical piece of, uh, or a, a radical way of governing, which, Really, if you look at the progression, it's a progression of Western culture to that point. But even then, for where it was, it was really radical. And to this point, it has worked worked well um, with with our culture, and it hasn't fallen. It's the longest-running uh, constitution in history. Um, do you feel like we're in any danger of losing that? I definitely think we're at uh, a crossroads. I, we're at, I don't know if we should, I use, maybe I'm using the term watershed moment. We're yeah. at a, we are definitely in a moment in history. I think I've been reflecting a lot in the last couple of years that you and I, we're a part of it, man. Mm-hmm. We're a part of it. That, that this is clearly a pivotal moment in our country and, and 20, 30 years from now is going to be in our history books and our, our students are going to be learning about it. And so that's kind of overwhelming a little bit like, We've never seen this before. We've never seen social media going ballistic. Like we've never seen technology advance as fast as it has ever before. Mm-hmm. And we're right here. Yeah, we we are God's men at a moment to rise up and and be His men in the moment. Oh, you're good. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I I look at you know where we're at in this moment, and I I agree. I think that God's men need to stand up. You know, the church as a whole needs to stand up because I in the way I read it, kind of see where we're at. I think we are at a, a moment that's that's dangerous. It's you know, but there's also great opportunity in it if we um, take advantage of it and if we turn to God uh, for that. Which you know, we're we're going to talk a little bit more after the break about if we're headed down that road and how to get back on the road. Um, but we will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking 
And a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain Pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Chain Breaker by Zach Williams. SWAT Radio excuse me, stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, Doug McCary is uh, usually on, uh, but today he is out of town. So I am in with uh, Bob Grumham, and we have been talking about uh, yesterday's uh, program with Wayne Grudem. I said it right. I didn't you say Grudem. It, you it's got not, it. Yeah. Wayne Grudem, uh, who is uh, a doctor. And he's wrote in uh, various books, which you have wrote down. Um, and they talked uh, yesterday about how to vote as a Christian. And we've been running through that a little bit uh, just at, in the first segment. We're going to continue with that, uh, talking about that. So if you have not listened to that, make sure you go listen, especially if you have anybody or you yourself are struggling with how to vote in these uh, difficult times. Uh, you can find that anywhere that you listen to podcasts at SWAT radio, uh, by searching SWAT radio, excuse me, or you can go to SWAT radio.com 
and it is the Thursday podcast on 10-8-2020 with guest Wayne Grudem. Uh, I highly encourage you to listen to that because it was very insightful. There was a lot of good in it. Um, So you have his books. Yeah, it's a must listen. Uh, Here's a couple of names of his books that I I think are very powerful. Uh, Systematic Theology, Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Ethics, which... From way he described it, I got to get that one, yeah. and and politics in the Bible, and uh, and then there was a chart that he put together back in the 2020, 2012 election. My bad. Uh, it was called the moral and spiritual issues in the twenty twelve election, and uh, you know Doug asked him, you know, is that still relevant today that you put together eight years ago? And he said, you know, I went back, I I was prepping for the the program, and he goes, yeah, it is very relevant. And it's a nice, because it puts two platforms together, Mm -hmm. chart style, with some nice scriptures down the middle. So it's a, I think it's a very good read, a good balance. And as we talk a little bit about what do I do with this? Like, I know Taylor, you and I are like application guys. Okay, great. You know, now what? What do I do with it? Right. You listen to a guy like Wayne and you're like, you're very impressed. Like, okay, well, what do I do? (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I was looking at that like, Oh wow! Yeah, we. Uh, what do I do with this? <laughs> we, uh, yeah, Doug covered a little bit of uh, of that chart, and it, it was pretty good. And um, you know, and like you say, even from tw- uh, twenty twelve, it was something that still applies today. Mm-hmm. And you can see that you know a lot of the issues that uh, are important to Christians are are the same issues uh, eight years later. So it is important for everyone to vote. Um, you know, I know for me, you know, and I didn't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also, uh, when I would vote, I would, you know, try to look for perfection a little bit too much and would be, you know, unwilling to vote for certain candidates. But uh, it is important to vote regardless of how you vote or, um, you know, if you vote for a main mainline candidate or not, um, it is important that you bring your Christian faith into that vote and not just, you know, oh, well, so-and-so is a Republican or so-and-so is a Democrat and, you know, my family's voted this way for a hundred years or whatever, you know, to really vote based on what, uh, the principles of the Bible, the morals that we have been taught growing up. If you are a Christian, uh, and bring that into the voting booth with you. Yeah. I, so, you know, to go into a little bit, like what, what do we do with this? Right. I mean, you and I, we're, we're not here to tell anybody how to vote. You know, we're, we're not, we're just as flawed as anybody else. And, and, uh, you know, to the point, uh, last I checked, only one perfect guy ever yeah. walked the planet. Yeah. So uh, we're down to everybody else's flawed. So what do we do next? And, you know, I, being a little bit more seasoned, you know, going through tough decisions, I, I was thinking, you know, how many elections have I had and how, how many more do I have? You know, it's like, yeah. it's, and then I started breaking down, like, how many times have I voted actually for the candidate versus yeah. I'm voting against the Uh other one, you know, and it's just very interesting. And, and, you know, I may only have a few more elections left, not to disclose all my seniority, (laughs) but, but, you know, what do you, what do you do with it? And and I think that, um, you know, Wayne brought out that there's gotta be a sense of responsibility. I think there's gotta be a sense of urgency, um, in, in Psalm 90, 12, uh, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I think, you, you, you know that country so you know we had to live like we're dying i mean there's an element of truth of having an intentional passion and a sense of urgency that i got to do the right thing today mm. and so 
living our lives, we mature, we learn and learn and learn about how we do the right thing today. And and one of the critical things is what are we listening to? Mm. Are we listening to the voice of God? I was just at a, a great conference yesterday. John Beener here, a great uh, ministry guy here in Jacksonville, he, had a, he does a boot camp once a year. He brings all these CEOs together mm. and Christian men. And there was this theme. All these guys, when they run their business, when they run their lives, as they grew in their business, as they grew in their marketplace influence, you know what grew? Their time alone with God. Mm. So we need to be in the scriptures. We need to know our God. And you know that famous verse, you know, Psalm um, 4610, be still and know that I'm God. So we got to be still, but we got to know. Yeah. No, we got to know our father, man. Mm-hmm. And we got to know his voice. And you and I were talking off area that hearing God's voice should be an expectation for the Christian. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to be some spiritual elite to, to hear God. You, we can hear God's voice, but we got to be still. We got to take that time. And I would challenge people listening to take some time and not five minutes. Take some real time. Take yeah. a couple hours. Take a half a day. And be still and only pray about the election. Only pray about the issues. Maybe you take uh, Wayne's chart, and and that's what you do. You pray about it. You're quiet about it. And you intentionally listen for what God wants. And th- there's another great verse in Ephesians. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. There's a song, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Open the eyes. All right. And so uh, that's what I, the way I'm taking my God, this is serious. And you asked before the break, you know, uh, how serious is this one? Um, Yeah, it's getting more and more serious. We need to take it more and more uh, uh, intentionally and and, uh, with a passion to it. But what do we do with that? Our choice. My choice is to, I want to vote the way God wants me to vote. I don't want to vote the way Bob wants to vote. I want to vote because he's got a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know who's going to win. And he may allow someone that I really don't want in office. But I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what China's going to do. I don't know what Russia's, I don't know what's going to happen in the world. I don't know. And I don't know what man he wants in position for when that comes. So the best thing I can do is, is, Listen and get get right with God and get you know get His voice in my ear, get Him opening the eyes of my heart and and, and vote my heart, vote my values. Yeah. Hopefully, they're God's values, right? right? But yeah, so yeah, that's interesting that you uh you you know kind of brought up kind of where we're at. Uh, I know I asked you that, but then you said yeah, yeah, you're kind of feeling. Um, so where how do you feel about you know the state of the country and kind of what we've seen really the past six months, uh, maybe seven months, yeah. Uh, with, you know, coronavirus and then, um, you know, some of the uh, protests that, you know, some of the riots and some of the stuff like that. How do you feel about uh, kind of what's been going on, if you're comfortable? You know, I don't, um, you know how, how do you I'm how good. do you feel about that? And, and what has been your take on it? Because I think a lot of people have a lot of different takes, a lot of different thoughts, and then a lot of confusion because, um, you know, it's a lot that's happened in a really short of time, short amount of time, 2020 has been really crazy. Exactly. Um, so just what are, what have been some of your thoughts? What's been on your heart as you know, this has been going on. My, I've been struggling with discernment and, mm. and trying to discern what, so I got a phrase. I made a phrase with the 2020. Uh-huh. I want to have vision 2020. Yeah. I want to have 2020 vision. Right. right. So hopefully listeners, you like that one. Okay. But, <laughs> Um, I want to have God's 2020 vision. Mm. I've been praying, God, what do you want me to see? 
because there's a lot I can see. And there are a lot of reality things going on. I think we have outside America forces that want the chaos. Yeah. They want democracy to crumble. They don't want this. They you, want us to be a failed experiment. Yeah. They do. Do you think um, there's any inside forces that want that as well? I, there's no doubt. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt. I also see um, exposure of, I, I look at your generation and, and my kids and everybody like, there's a trust that has been lost for our core institutions. We don't trust our government. We're not trusting authority. We don't trust our church. We don't trust. There's so many things that have been uh, taking down our institutions. Uh, but then I see what is God doing with this? So I believe Satan's doing stuff with it. I believe the fleshly man is doing stuff with it uh, to our own agendas and, and so forth. Well, what's happening to the church? Well, I think the church took a little punch in the gut too. Mm. And, and, and one of my favorite, I think it was a t-shirt. What is it? I forget clean teas or clean something. There's a great website. Of the church has left the building mm. and, and the brick and mortar crumbled, right? Uh, for the church, you know, and, and us as humans took away our idols or took away our sports, took away all the, our vices. It's mm. always all right. You got to lock down. You got to love your family. You got to have family dinners. You got all that stuff. And church, uh, you got to figure out how to be discipling and get on that one-on-one and, and smaller, smaller relationships. I know ministries have said, you know, our big events are gone. Mm. What am I going to do? Well, the ministry's not going away, but I can shift my focus into one-on-one discipling. I can shift my what I'm doing with relationships. So there's a, maybe we got to pick up after the break, but I see that as a great opportunity in America and for the church as us, the mm-hmm. ministers, the, mm-hmm. the ones out there that we have shifted our paradigm, what's important, sharing the gospel, the sense of urgency, and, uh, and going with that. So three dimensions, yeah, <laughs> but a lot going on. Yeah, that's interesting. We, I'm going to pick up there uh, with kind of talking about the church and what's been going on uh, after the break. We have the news coming up, so we will be back with more after the news. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Squat Radio Talk is the handle. That is at Squat Radio Talk. You can also download our Squat app in the App Store. Anywhere that you listen to uh, podcasts, you can listen to our Squat app shows as well. Um, like I said, Wayne Grudem was on yesterday. Uh, so be sure to tune in uh, and or go back and listen to that. Like I said, you can do that in the App Store by downloading the SWAT app, or you can go to uh, SWATradio.com, or you can search us anywhere that you listen to podcasts by searching SWAT Radio. Um, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. I've stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh right now. Just can't. It's easy to sing 
Radio, that is Even If by Mercy Me. If you are just joining us, I'm in today. I am Taylor Johnson, and I'm in today with Bob Grumham. D- uh, Doug is out for uh, today. Um, so we are in the studio. We've been talking about his uh, program yesterday in which he had Wayne Grudem on. And just before the break, uh, Bob, you said some interest. I asked you a question about uh, the church and where it's at and where it's going. Um, and you're with your answer you're a lot more optimistic i think than than i am i i've been kind of uh disheartened a bit by uh the church and the way it seems to be headed and the division that we've seen within the church um you know uh with just the different uh things that have been said by different pastors pastors going at it back and forth um you know really being uh in some instances negative now there's other instances of, of coming together and i think you were talking a little bit about um the opportunities that have arisen in the past uh six or seven months um so my question is where do you think that the church needs to head and do you think that it's headed in that direction or do you think it's headed uh, in a different a different direction well i i mean i, I love these questions I, I and i love where we're at right now with um even you sharing about the emotional i mean um, one of my phrases, you know, our, our emotions and our choices reveal something. They reveal what we value. You, you, th- you go back, take a pause, and you reveal what you get emotional about, and you reveal what you choose in life. Mm. It's a, I mean, what, yeah, what, but I think I may have said that <laughs> wrong. But what you choose and, and what you get emotional about reveals yeah. what is a real true value. And so we should be angry. We should um, have that angst and like, I don't like the way this is going. But what's different is what we choose to do with that. In the Christian life, I love these two words. It's recognize and respond. God gives us, through the Holy Spirit, the ability to see. Remember, I vision 2020. He gives us that ability to see what he wants us to see. The recognize. Recognize what is going on recognize the different forces, recognize that Satan is at work, Mm. recognize that your flesh and your egos, your pride, that's at work, but also recognize that almighty God is at work and there is no, there is no accident. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at the church, that maybe builds up my optimism, but it should never take away from my anger and my, my passion to rise up. It should instill it. It should, motivate me you know you know in sports right yeah it's like when you get angry man it's like don't mess with him man. he just got angry well if you look sometimes we think and some people that don't know god the way you and i know god they think we got this angry wrathful god mm. well if you look at and study when does god get angry when do you experience god's wrath he is defending injustice he is mad when there is injustice he defends the weak and the vulnerable and we should too but he always follows up his defense his wrath his anger with grace Mm. he always follows that up so with that i apply that to today i gotta have the heart 
the wisdom of God. I got to follow him. Mm-hmm. If he's angry, I should be angry, right? But I should also be seeking what do you want me to see and what do you want me to do about it? I love that. What do you want me? And if there's anything I'm taking away from 2020 is I got to see God's 2020 vision and he gave that into me in my own little world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne said, you know, we should we should seek for the good and the well-being of those in our lives, in our communities. When I go vote for for a local um, councilman or whatever, I got to be thinking of the good and the well-being of my neighbor and my community. And that's all I can do. I can't I can't change only so much. When I bring that back to the church, was the church, and we're we're talking global, we're, you know, mm-hmm. but um, we are the church. We are the ministers and. Maybe we need a little bit of a wake-up call that you've got a little bit too much focus on the brick and mortar and your programs and, and all that stuff. And then we go to Zoom online, and we've got poor pastors. I feel it for you, man. They're trying to reproduce that in-the-mortar experience online. Like, I've yeah. heard many pastors, they were like, you know, this off the record, you know, this is horrible. Mm. This is absolutely horrible. So, but how can we do it new and fresh ways? And I think... My heart, what God wants me to see, is how can we reach our communities? How can we can get out and and put God on displays? I know God, Doug loved. How can we? We were built to put God on display through our businesses. What we do all week long, Taylor, uh, is is our ministry. What we work. I got I got a new phrase. I don't know if I'll break it on you, but what we are. What we are made for, Taylor, is not defined by what we are paid for, Mm. okay? But we have jobs. We go out. Some of us have lost our jobs. But that's not what we were made for. That does not define us. That's not our identity. We are children of Christ, brothers and sisters, and we need to have a kingdom focus. And we need to look at how we can bring the kingdom near, how we can draw that near, how we can put the kingdom on display Mm -hmm. in our communities, with our loved ones, and so find new ways to do it, man. What are some things you've been thinking as far as putting the kingdom on display and uh, some ways to do that? Especially, well, you know, here, I know you're with, you know, Iron Sharpens Iron, so you're doing a lot uh, on that front already. But is there anything? Yeah, Iron Sharpens Iron, um, for everybody, I, I've been with uh, this national men's uh, ministry for um, since 2020. It's a volunteer thing. I have a regular job. Not at, since 2020. 2001. I'm sorry. For 20 <laughs> years. Uh, my bad. But yeah, I have a regular job. I work, I'm a, I'm a field engineer for Abbott Labs. And, but, but men's ministry has been a passion and, and building into young Ben, building into the next generation has been a passion. One of my first things when I, I'll admit, you know, went off the rails in college, <laughs> but, um, Got myself back. <laughs> and and the first things that God put me in was youth ministry. And I always wanted to do high school, but he said, no, you're doing middle school, middle school, middle school for 40 years. I've been doing, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> they always got high school leaders, but they always need middle school. And then building men's men's ministries at a variety of different, and building into the, the man at all life stages. And so through that passion, um, Iron Sharpens Iron has been a great vehicle with a one-day men's conference, we we have our fifth year in Jacksonville, be in February 27th. Put that on the calendar. But um, as I said, uh, this is not what I was made for. Mm. Um, it's a means to a greater end. Our circumstances, COVID, all these things are a means to a greater end. To do what? Advance the kingdom. We have one job, man: put God on display, advance the kingdom, and make disciples. 
that's three parts to one job. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> right. but you got the picture, right? That that's our mission. That is our, our we're on task. And so, what does God want me to see? He's like, COVID is here. I used it in a variety of ways. I'm exposing here. I'm taking away here. But we're building something. And every time God has has uh, isolated. By the mm-hmm. way, you can't quarantine the Holy Spirit. Just saying that. All right. But every time he's isolated, put people in the, quote, wilderness, um, he has been preparing for an unleashing of his power. Some of the greatest growth in the church, uh, if you read The Rise of Christianity, has come out of times like these. And that's what excited me in our earlier break. Taylor, we're a part of something big. When we got locked down and quarantined, I don't care about the reason, whatever, God was in control, and he's about to unleash something in the church, in the body, in the, and what we're going to do. And we're here. We're in this moment in history yeah. that we're a part of it. And all we got to do is our part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you say, you know, he's building, um, do you think the uh, the church, when you say he's building in the church, um, do you think what is the application? How broad of the church are you talking about? The body of Christ. Yeah, you're talking the whole about, thing, but baby. you're talking about the the universal and uh, the Catholic in the universal sense church, right? Not yeah. necessarily everyone exactly. who goes to uh, church and uh, not the brick and mortar church. Not yeah, the, exactly. He's bringing us all together. Mm-hmm. Um, pastors are coming together. Um, one of the one of the uh, Campus ministry leaders, you know, they, they got to deal with all kinds of different denominations and all that stuff, trying to reach the students. And um, they use the term essentials. We've got to focus on the essentials mm-hmm. um, because if we get tied up in some of the other weeds that we have differently denominationally, we're going to stumble. God's going to, we're going to lose our focus. Um, Christ is the head of the church. And and we are to die for the church, right? So, and that's where my head's at. What do you think he's preparing uh, us for, and what do you think he's preparing to do? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you had something in mind, or I, you know, I, you, you'd seen kind of the infrastructure being laid for something in the future. Um, you know, in the next uh, year I learned or five a new term, like Taylor, yesterday: progressive revelation. Mm. I did so. Your question, let me think about it. Am I seeing, because I'm not a prophet, I know I'm not that, that's not my wheelhouse, but uh, am I seeing some progressive revelations of what, because what fears me the most, I never want to presume on God. Mm, right. I never want to be presume, but I trust God. I trust God with my salvation. I think I can trust him with uh, giving us some revelations to guide us, uh, to be humble, but to hear his voice and say, uh, I'm revealing this to you so you can act and behave with confidence, knowing. Um, so I do believe there's a there's progressive revelation that God will use to help us be intentional and be proactive, not be passive. So mm-hmm. let me think about that one. <laughs> I made it more than 15 minutes. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll have to talk about that some other time. But um, I did have another, another question for you. You were talking about knowing God and maybe mm. we might not have enough time to get in, into that. But how does one come to know God in the sense that you were talking about? 
Uh, well, we got we only got thirty seconds left, so we'll have Let's to save into that, that one for, after the break. Yeah, we'll have to save that for after the break. Uh, make sure you stay tuned if you would like to listen to um, Bob's answer because I'm going to be grilling him with questions. <laughs> um, we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Letters, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us today, uh, Doug is out of the studio, and I, Taylor Johnson, am joined with Bob Grumham. Uh, we've been talking about a, a number of things, but mostly um, touching on Doug's program yesterday, in which he had Wayne Grudem, uh, Doctor Wayne Grudem. I sh- should be saying that this whole time, uh, Doctor Wayne Grudem, on um, to talk about how to vote uh, as a Christian um, and how to let your faith uh, impact your vote. And then from there, we've kind of uh, talked a little bit about what's going on in, in the world and uh, specifically in the country and, and in the church and where the church uh, could be headed and where it should go. And, you know, it's just a bunch of different things. So if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWAT That's ask at SWAT 
com. So if you have any questions or, you know, just any comments, we would love to hear them. Uh, right before the break, I asked Bob, um, he had, was, had talked about um, um, be still and know um, that I am God. Talking about that verse, he was talking about you have to be still, but then you have to know. Um, and so what I asked him was, how do you know God? And I think uh, during the break, we talked a little bit about uh, service and what you're doing um, to bring uh, men's ministries together in service. And it kind of struck me uh, that that's a part of the answer. Um, you know, there's obviously the meditation on who God is and his word, but without uh, serving, without doing God's will, we don't really get to know him as well. Yeah, so yeah, you hit me up pretty good with a couple of powerful ones, you know. Uh, I'll start with getting to know God because that's very relevant to, to voting and, and hearing God's voice. Um, I'll start with one of the stories about the the first the, the four friends that brought the paralyzed man on the mat and dropped them through the roof mm-hmm. to get to Jesus. I'm gonna my takeaway from that story. It's one of my favorite stories about four friends that never settled, never settled for what never settled for being close enough to Christ. Mm. So take away, never settle for being close enough to God. And I, I, I kind of added this a little bit to my own, but the four men, I said, you know what? Why don't they resent, represent our core four? So I nicknamed it our core four. What is that? Our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Mm. We got to get all four lined up, going in the same direction, where? To the foot of Christ. We got to line those all up. So that takes me to my man verse. The ladies, they got Proverbs 31 and, mm-hmm. and every, what's a guy got, right? Well, there's a couple, but my favorite, which I encourage every man to memorize, Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 starts with a couple things about what we got to get out of the way. When you go out and want to get all things lined up, your heart, soul, mind, and strength going towards Christ. So I'm going to read it real quick. Blessed is the man who does not, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. So we got to start with, we got to get some knots out of the way. Um, And his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word. We got to be in the word. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Guys, that's 24-7. Well, everybody, listen, it's (laughs) 24-7. What we do on Sunday is we celebrate the ministry that we did and the worship we did all week long. It's not about the two hours on Sunday. That's the celebration of what God did to us and through us during the other six days of the week. So it's day and night. It's all day long. And I love this. And he will be like a tree planted by a stream of water, the water the and, and whatever, um, well, excuse me. And it yields its fruit in season that there's no fall season. Uh, there just is a season because his leaf next never withers. Mm. And so um, as we get closer and closer to God, that's the recipe. That's the thing. We've got to be in the word. we got to get some of the knots out of our way. We can't have our blinders on and, and, uh, and just be focused. We, got, yeah. we need brothers in our life. We need all the different mechanisms. But Well, speaking of the brothers in your life, you, you're with Iron Sharpens Iron, but you told me uh, during the break that you're starting kind of a new, I think it's new, right, a new coalition of men's ministries um, to, to get them together. So uh, a couple questions on that. Yeah. One, uh, where did that uh, desire come from? How long have you had it? When did you start? 
And uh, what's your vision? What's your vision for uh, this coalition? Well, that's really cool. So um, it started with us bringing Iron Sharpens Iron to Jacksonville mm. uh, a few years ago. Like I said, we're it'll be our fifth year, February 27th. But it, as we're talking about, it, this is not what I was made for. This yeah. is a means to a greater thing. And I started looking at what is the greater purpose behind bringing a, a one-day men's event and God started putting all these leaders in my in my life, mm. and and we're on me like wow, yeah, you know, that's how I met Doug. Like, and, and Doug's involved with Iron Sharpens Iron. He's one of our speakers, and I didn't even know it. And I'm like, Doug laughed at me like, bro, I've been part of Iron Sharpens Iron for seven or eight years. I'm like, sorry, Doug, I didn't get the memo right. <laughs> but um, through that, God started to reveal to me that uh, there's an opportunity because guys would say, don't leave me hanging, don't mm. don't just have a conference and and mm. I, I hear from you once a year. I took that seriously. I took that as a the voice of God. It's like, don't leave these leaders yeah. uh, hanging. And so a vision started to materialize of why can't we just develop a men's ministry coalition? And and there are many great ministries in in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has got a plethora mm. of amazing. Well, I had to I had to stay in my lane, man. I had to stay <laughs> in my, so I said we'll, we'll model it for men, but. But, um, I mean, ladies, marriage, um, there's so many things that we touch as men and, and can be built into mm-hmm. a, a different model. But it plays into your other question about what do I see the church doing? And as I met with these men, we we just started, we've been talking about it for about a year. Okay. But we truly much formalized it in our first, you know, got everybody in the same room and come out of there with a unity uh, focus just to be a parachurch group of leaders that mm. come alongside the 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 you know the brick and mortar version of the denomination to come alongside as one yeah and and to build each other up in one unity one god one uh, you know one spirit one church basically yeah. and so i think you asked me about what do you see god doing and and the progressive revelation and to the to every leader we have seen something in common that older men like me have a passion to reach out and mentor, disciple young men like you, to hand the baton off, build the next generation of leaders. But you know what? A lot of guys don't know how to do it. Mm. Uh, they don't know where to start. Some of us do. Some of us even argued that maybe they didn't have a good relationship with their own dad and don't know how to reach out to a younger man. Okay. Um, point noted. That may be valuable. Then Doug and, and SWAT have been such a done, built these relationships around the city with Councilman Gaffney and, uh, and Senator Rutherford, all these. And we're like, wait a minute. There's a community building here and a service opportunity started to brew up the last six, eight months. Mm-hmm. And it, it even started peaking in COVID. And we've started talking amongst ourselves that serving in our communities could be the venue that God said, get out, not that we're churches aren't doing it, but yeah, yeah. to step it up, mm-hmm. to step it up and get more involved in just good old fashioned serving your communities, but don't just do it to check the box, yeah. do it with a discipling and multiplying disciples, uh, focus, invite the younger men, invite high schoolers, invite the colleges, come alongside, do things. Guys like to do things together. Right. And through that build relationships, earn the right to share the gospel, get people into discipleship groups and build from there. So that would be one thing you made me think of, uh, about what, what could God be, be doing 
in in all of us. How many uh, men's ministries have did you get to? You had one. You had your first meeting this yeah, past month, right? Because I, I remember Doug saying something. How many, how many people did you? Oh man, we we I, I had probably over thirty leaders, mm. and and I've got another group of of ministry. You know, mark I'd call a marketplace. These are mm-hmm. parachurch ministries, yeah. okay? Um, and some clergy uh, very engaged in it, all in, and then I've got you know marketplace ministers that have passions for different types of ministries mm-hmm. that want to come alongside. Yeah. So we're going to have a very unique model. We're going to have parachurch leaders partnered with uh, a dozen maybe of, of marketplace mm. champions that have a passion for youth, for, for uh, collegiate yeah. that want to promote and support and pray and kind of be shepherds mm. for our parachurch. Cause you know how burned out they get. Our yeah. pastors are, that, yeah. that'll wipe you out. We see what it, yeah. it takes its toll on Doug, right? Yeah. So we want to support them as regular guys mm. and and we want to be a model to all of jacksonville that we could do this for all ministries going on but mm. like i cool. said we gotta stay in our lane yeah. we're, we're focused on man but but how, how often are you planning on uh, meeting and getting together and doing stuff like that we're, we're, we're looking i'm probably looking at three maybe four times a year okay and so um, right now it's kind of like a uh building in time for fellowship and then build into each ministry and stuff like that at, and support them as they go out and do other exactly. things. They share where, what they have in their next six, eight months mm. and how ministries could help each other. Okay. Um, like I mentioned earlier, some ministries are shifting from the big events to the more one-on-one coaching, discipling, yeah. but they need more mentors. Yeah. There's a lot of young men mentoring ministries mm. for, for young men that won't even step in a church or whatever. They need men to be mentors and to come alongside. So that's the way other ministries like SWAT could bring men yeah. to support uh, a new mentoring ministry that they won't even step in a church or whatever. But. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Street ministries, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's been a a great conversation, and I really wish we could have more time to talk about that because I can see the passion uh, lighten up when you you talk about uh, the opportunity to create something that's uh, building into young men's lives and building into men's lives and then building into the community as a whole. Um, So that's that's really cool. Uh, You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Uh, We're so glad that you tuned in today, even though Doug... Uh, was not here. Uh, if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual